Ramblers, let's get rambling. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Ramble with Russell Show 539, the my podcast, the home of intelligent rambling, right here on the Talk Show Network. I'm your host, Russ Sale. Got a terrific show lined up for you today. And yes, my fellow ramblers, my voice is still not where it should be. And that is a crying shame. Yeah, um, I'm still, after two months, fighting this same virus. I'm due to get a chest x-ray very soon. And hopefully we'll get to the bottom of this. And I'll be back to my mostly normal self in the near future. <clears throat> What's on tap for today? Well, we got a bunch of heroic releases to talk about. And let's kick things off with a brand new release, courtesy of the great folks at Sony. And that is Only the Brave on the Blu-ray. Then we go for more bravery with a brand new DC Universe movie. It's, um, it's on Blu-ray, courtesy of Warner Bros. It's Bat- Batman Gotham by Gaslight based on a very perfect graphic novel of back in the day. Then we keep with the, hor- the heroes, but go to more science fiction-y based space adventures with Thor 3 or Thor Ragnarok on the Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Home Video. And then we wrap things up with the heroes of the squared circle for another great wrestling book from the great folks at TK Publishing and the WWE. It is the WWE Ultimate Superstar Guide. Courtesy of DK Publishing, it's all on this episode of Ramble with Russell. <coughs> uh, still hadn't had a chance uh, yet to check out Black Panther. I don't know if I'm going to do in the theaters this time around. Just time and money and money and time. But I will try uh, next month in April to try and catch uh, Marvel Infinity Wars. Been seeing a lot of trailers about that. Looks really cool, and we'll make an effort to see that at a cinema near me uh so that is it on the tag for show i'm not gonna make this show very long as you can hear uh my voice still isn't where it should be it comes and goes uh but i did want to get a show out for this week and hopefully by the time the next show rolls around i'll sound more like my former self all right so i'm gonna take a little musical interlude right up the first review of the show My first Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Only the Brave, courtesy of Sony Home Entertainment. Now, this is a brand new release from Sony, and it's based on the lives, this true story of the Granite Mountain Hotshots. These are a group of elite firefighters, firefighters uh, who risk everything to protect a small town from a historic wildfire. Now, these this is kind of like um, kind of like backdraft meets the country. And that these guys don't say people from burning buildings. They basically kind of, I don't know, for lack of a better term, direct fire. They use fire to kind of steer <coughs> a blaze away from a more populated area. So it's kind of like controlling fire. Your main stars of this, we have uh, Josh Brolin as Eric Marsh. Uh, we have um, Jeff Bridges in this movie. Jennifer Connelly, which well, I haven't seen her in, in many, many things. 
Uh, a, a good Andy McDowell is in this. A, a good cast of um, characters. Now, I hadn't heard about these firefighters before. I've never seen people fight it this way. A lot of ways, it's kind of like they dig a ditch. They kind of say, all right, fire, you go over here, and then you don't affect this area over there. And that's kind of how they roll. It's a very dramatic story. I will warn you, slight spoiler here, it does not have a happy ending. But if you know the story in real life, you do. A lot of the story revolves around a young rookie uh, called Brandon, who who is um, trying to prove himself to these elite group of firefighters, or Brendan, uh, played by Miles Teller. This guy um, is he's kind of a screw-up, a washout. So <clears throat> the main storyline in the movie is him kind of you know, like proving himself and saying, hey, you know, I'm not that big of a loser. Give me a chance. So that that's kind of his role in it. Your other kind of main character in this one is the character of Eric Marsh, played by Josh Brolin. He is kind of the grizzly vet that you know, gives this kid a chance. Uh, the fire effects in this are pretty cool. There's one point where you see, see a bear on fire running, and that that's pretty impressive. Uh, overall, it is a, a neat kind of movie. It, it, again, if you have, don't know about the story, then it can't be spoiled for you. For extras, uh, we do have quite a few deleted scenes. We have commentary with the director and Josh Brolin, which is kind of cool. Nice to always hear comments by a director in the start. Honoring the heroes, the, the true stories, this is a story behind the, the people that this is actually based on. Uh, yeah, boot camp becoming a hotshot where they had to make the actors train to be their rules. Um, and the music video for Hold the Light, uh, which is a song uh, featured in the movie. A really nice song and a behind-the-scenes look at that feature. Overall, I mean, if you're looking for a big kind of action fest throughout it, the whole thing, not really. There are bits on it. For fire effects, you know, I haven't seen Backdraft in a while, but that's kind of the last, I guess, really fire movie to really kind of blow me away. And they did some amazing shots with this one. Uh, I don't know how they staged these fires, unless it was a lot of CGI without causing some major damage, but it's it's still kind of impressive. Uh, overall, it is what it is. It's, it's a drama-drama with a little bit of action. As I said, the ending is kind of sad. So <clears throat> keep that in mind. Um, overall, a uh, fun little fire movie. Uh, it would have been nice to see. They didn't really do a featurette on how they kind of controlled the fire and all the fire effects. And I think, you know, there's an opportunity there that was kind of missed. Uh, so that is my take on Only the Brave on Blu-ray. See the great folks at Sony Home Entertainment.
a Blu-ray animated movie review for this episode is Batman Gotham by Gaslight, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Now, this is yet another adaptation of a 1980s comic book set in animation. This time, Gotham by Gaslight was done back in 1989 and was one of the first Elseworlds series of books. Now, if you don't know your comic books, Elseworlds were where they, DC said, let's take our characters and let's see what happens if this happens, like an alternative reality. Kind of DC's version of What If. Marvel had a lot of What If books, like What If Spider-Man Get the Symbiote. Whereas DC did Elseworlds, and uh, Batman Gotham by Gaslight was one of the first, if not the first, Elseworlds. From there, they went out, of course, to do went on to do um, um, uh, the um, Superman Red Sun, where Superman landed in Moscow instead of Kansas. They had uh, a bat. What if Batman had found a Green Lantern ring? They had the nail, where what if a nail hit Pa Kent's tire and they didn't raise Clark? So that really spawned a whole plethora of what if novels. I think, yeah, the Green Lantern one was Darkest Night, if I remember Batman Green Lantern. But that spawned just a huge um, industry of what-if graphic novels. Now, what made the graphic novel uh, Gotham by Gaslight really big back in the day, it was just the artwork. The artwork was so kind of different and new, it really set uh, a a tone for that. Now, the original artwork uh, was done by a very popular DC artist at the time, and I was really curious to see, much like a killing joke, how they would take this 1980s comic and and adapt it to modern day. Now, the story is basically, what if Batman existed in the time of Jack the Ripper, Victorian uh, England times, and and, and what if Batman went against Jack the Ripper? So that's kind of the premise of it. We still have the regular uh, cast in here. James Gordon is in this. Uh, Selina Kyle, Catwoman is in this. A very interesting Selina Kyle. And who plays a Catwoman, not totally in an outfit. And we also have Pamela Ivy, um, Ivy, Poison Ivy. Tara Strong does some voice work in this one as well. The cast, the voice cast in this is pretty impressive. Bruce Greenwood is, once again, Batman Bruce Wayne. Uh, he's continuing doing that. I mean, Bruce Greenwood is getting to a point where he's becoming almost as popular as Kevin Conroy. Uh, when it comes to the voice of Batman, Bruce Greenwood, of course, is done. A lot of work for uh, doing Batman in the re- in the more recent present day set uh, DC Universe movies uh, as well. In this one, uh, Jennifer Carpenter is Selena Kyle. You have um, Tara Strong a- again is in this one as well. Uh, just a-, a really good group of um, Anthony Head is Alfred Pennyworth in this Giles, which is really cool. Uh, so you and John DiMaggio is uh, Chief Bullock. So you have a lot of good voice actors in this production, and of course Bruce Tim, as always, uh, does a voice cast because he's part of uh, the production of this. Carrie Wurr uh, is plays Barbara Gordon and uh, Pam Isley in this story. A very interesting <laughs> take of Barbara Gordon. Now this is a really cool adaptation. I didn't really have a chance to read. Uh, Gotham by Gaslight before this, so it's hard for me to make a direct comparison of the graphic novel and how they well adapted it. I thought they did a really good job with Killing Joke, so it was kind of nice to see this. And it's kind of neat to see Batman in that Victorian kind of garb. He doesn't have the Batmobile, he doesn't have any of his high-tech gadgets, but he still has kind of gadgets 
fitting in the day and age. And I think the the, the Batman Selena Kyle relationship in this one is really good. We also have uh, a bit of um, Harvey Dent, I believe, in this one as well. So we have a lot of you have that kind of Harvey Dent Selena Bruce thing uh, working out, which is very interesting. So you have that. It is a really good story. Now, as always with most uh, DC Universe movies, this is not a PG movie. There is very it's Jack the Ripper, folks. No, you can't PG Jack the Ripper. Uh, it's very violent, and 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 for the most part, it's um, it's not for kids. Now, if you're thinking is there animated nudity, well, no, but there's scenes of sexuality, so keep that in mind. Uh, for extras, you do get pretty good for the Blu-ray. Uh, you do get uh, the the caped fear, the first Elseworlds, a nice little featurette, as they discuss how this story was the first Elseworlds and a bit of the production itself. You get audio commentary with Bruce Tim and the writer and the director, which is cool. They haven't been doing a lot of audio commentary lately in these releases, and I'm I'm glad to see that. I hope I hope um, that is the future of things to come. As always, with all these releases, we do get a sneak peek at the next DC Universe uh, animated movie to hit our, our uh, shelves, and that will be, I think, in April or May, the um, movie Suicide Squad, Hell the Pay, which is like a grindhouse version of Suicide Squad, and definitely, definitely not something for the kiddies, so keep that in mind. As always, they give you two bonus cartoons this time around. We get an episode of Showdown, from Batman the Animated Series, featuring Raja Gould and Jonah Hex, which is an interesting choice to choose. And the other one is an episode of Batman Brave and the Bold, where it's Batman teaming up with Etrigan as they battle the Gentleman Ghost and... Uh, yeah, and team up with Sherlock Holmes. So we get to see Batman in the Gotham like Gaslight garb. So that makes sense that it ties into this release. The other one, other than it's set in olden times, but it's the West, I don't know, bit of a stretch, if you ask me. It's still nice to see these uh, represented <laughs> and watching these old shows, one of the old shows, on Blu-ray. Overall, uh, a fun release. I, I love the uh, the artwork in it. Greenwood is great as Batman. Uh, next to Kevin Conroy, uh, he's becoming one of my favorite voices of modern voices, the Dark Knight. He really just has that intensity nailed right down. Overall, uh, fun, as, as always, with these ones, not for the kids. A really cool adaptation in, in the storyline. I really would love, I hope they do in the future, I would love to see an adaptation of Kingdom Come. That would be amazing. If you know your DC graphic novels, that would be super cool. I mean, they've done Death in the Family, they've done Killing Joke, they're kind of running out of storylines. Oh, and I'd love to see an animated version of Crisis on Infinite Earths. That would be great. A graphic audio a few years ago did a fantastic audio adaptation of that story. I would like to see an animated adaptation would be amazeballs. But uh, I don't control these things. So we will see what comes in the future. Nice to see Bruce Tim is still involved in the active DC animated universe. Uh, so that is my take of Batman Gotham by Gaslight on the Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Water Brothers Home Entertainment. Uh-huh. 
My second Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Thor Ragnarok, or Thor 3, uh, courtesy of Walt Disney Home. Now, this is the third Thor movie. First Thor came out in 2011, <clears throat> then we had Thor The Dark World in 2013, and then that one, Thor Ragnarok, last year. Now, this is a very interesting take to Thor. The first Thor movies were kind of heavy on the drama and kind of lowball on the comedy. This time around, we've taken a bit of a shift, and this movie is very much so played as, <coughs> as comedy. In, in this movie, uh, not all is well in Asgard, as we start off the movie, and Thor gets reunited with, with probably the worst sibling. Now, like, he thought Loki was bad. He gets reunited with Hela, who is his uh, another his sister, you know, because Odin, you know, wasn't exactly Mr., you know, comp pants. Uh, his sister, Hela, played by Clay- Kate Blanchett, and she is really good in this. Uh, of course, Loki, Tom Hiddleston is back as Loki, and and, and the start of this movie, like, right at the start, starts off with Thor is like, you know, just doing his usual Thor stuff, kicking bad guys. And the, 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 um, the, the soundtrack for this movie is really fun. Like the, 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 the music where Thor's just kicking butt with a hammer is really cool. And, um, so it starts him off being super powerful, but within the first, and this is not a big spoiler because if you watch the trailer, it's in the trailer <laughs> within the first 20 or so minutes on the movie, Thor gets his butt handed to him by Hela his his hammer Molinar gets just destroyed, and and he 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 escapes, tries to escape, and gets and lands on the planet Scar. Now, if you know your Marvel history, you know that Scar is the world where the Hulk went to in Planet Hulk. <laughs> if you know your Marvel comic book signs, there's been a a, a Planet Hulk animated movie. But this is the first time we're seeing this world in a live action thing. So so Thor kind of gets dumped onto this world along with eventually we find out Loki. But 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 Thor, you know, has lost his hammer and he's kind of lost his way. And and he and he and he and, and again, this is not a big spoiler, because if you've seen the trailer, seriously, people, if you've not seen the trailer by now, how do you call yourself a fan? So he he, he stumbles onto this planet, and lo and behold, Hulk is there. But but just as Hulk. Now, if you remember one of the previous Avengers movies, and I had to go, oh, yeah, that's what happened to Hulk. There was a part at the end of, I think, Age of Ultron, where poor Hulky, to save the day, gets chucked in a spaceship that gets launched into the Great Unknown. And that's where the big guy landed up on this planet. And he's like a gladiator. He's like, you know, fighting for the Grandmaster. The Grandmaster in this one is played very funny by Jeff Goldblum. That man, he is such a chameleon, and he really (laughs) plays it for laughs. As always, with most Marvel movies, we get a cameo by Stan Lee in this movie, which is really funny. And they really did a good job in kind of making over Thor. Uh, Idris Elba is back as Heimdall. Uh, We get introduced to a new character, Valkyrie, played by Tessa Thompson. Uh, Carl Urban is Scourge. Again, again Mark Ruffalo is uh, back in this one. Also, making a brief cameo is Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, although his role is is really limited. 
And Clancy Brown is the voice of Surtur, which is really cool. It's a perfect voice for him. If you're looking for a lot to be done by Volstagg and Hugen and the rest of the guys from the uh, previous movies, and not so much. Uh, they don't do very well. Anthony, uh, Cyril Anthony Hopkins is in this, but his role is limited, but still very impactful. What I liked about this movie was the general fun of it, whereas the first two movies were like really serious. They played this for laughs on more than one occasion. And the, the relationship between Thor and Loki is really played up here. <clears throat> the effects are amazing. There's one point, a very funny moment, uh, between the Hulk and Thor, which 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 Loki's reaction is just priceless. And, and you'll only really get that if you've seen the first Avengers movie. But it's it's very funny. Their relationship works really well in this story. It's very much uh, an outer space thing. It really is a, a fun movie. Really worth checking out. Um, for extras, you do get deleted scenes of Gag Grill, which is always cool. Uh, you get getting in touch with your inner Thor, <laughs> which is him talking about how they redid the character. Finding Cork, a very funny um, rock guy. Again, this movie is played for laughs. Uh, you get a, a an exclusive short called Team Daryl, where where Thor's roommate, where Thor's roommate Daryl's looking for Rune Rumi, founds the Grandmaster, and Jeff Goldblum really plays this one up. You get director's commentary, which is super cool, and then a bunch of behind the scene featurettes. Overall, I, I like this. It, it, it's a really it's a fun movie. Clay Patchen is so good as a villain in this. She just really plays Hella really well and and the effects are amazing i tell you with, with, and really get an evolution of thor from from his character from 2011 till today i'm very curious to see how this is going to tie in with the infinity war and the guardian of the galaxies because we've seen a bit of trailer for infinity wars and he gets in there somehow there's a bit of a physical like a makeover for thor i like it, it it's something that i went oh okay uh, but it, it kind of uh, makes sense. Overall, <laughs> a really fun movie, super action-packed, you're, you know, and with a bit of comedy, but not like over-the-head, like really stupid comedy, but <laughs> it really moved the the plot along, and I really enjoyed it. So that is my take of Thor. It's one of these movies I wish I would have had a chance to see in the theater, especially in 3D. I think that would have been super cool, and I regret not getting that chance. Um, so that is my take of Thor Ragnarok with a great soundtrack too on Blu-ray courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Home Entertainment
My book review for this episode is the WWE Ultimate Superstar Guide, courtesy of DK Publishing. This is yet another WWE book, courtesy of DK. And what they've done is they've made 208 pages worth of just little listings from various superstars from the WWE, both both current and past tense. Everybody from the current roster to NXT to some Hall of Famers in between. Now, as always with these books, I'm always curious to see who they leave out. Because, you know, <clears throat> with 208 pages, people are going to get left out. And they kind of are uh, in this. What are the notable people that do not get a mention? And I mean, don't get a mention. Is uh, some people I know, no CM Punk, no Chris Benoit, although they pretty much written him out of their history. No Hulk Hogan. The Iron Sheik is in here. Undertaker. Macho Man. But no Hulk Hogan. China is left out. Everybody from DX except for poor China. No Rey Mysterio at all. And Owen Hart is completely left out. Eddie Guerrero is in this one. <coughs> but those are some of the notable leave out. Now some of the people that are in it but are no longer with the company, are Enzo, Emma, Neville, and Elms Ellsworth, James Ellsworth. None of those people currently exist in the WWE anymore. So that's interesting. Talking to that. And also, they leave out Hogan, and yet they include something like the Berserker <laughs> and the Goon. <laughs> it's like, okay, Fake is in here, uh, Stephanie and Shane McMahon, uh, um, uh, Hawkside Jim Duggan, Jerry Lawler, no JR, which is like, what the what? No, um, Michael Cole, no, none of the other announcers are in this. So it really is kind of a weird who we leave it. And some of these NXT talent, you're going like, we haven't even seen some of these people on the main roster before. Okay. You know, AJ Styles is there. Bobby Roode is there. Wild Samoans are there. Of course, Roman Reigns. Uh, the Rock, Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels. <coughs> Even Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are there. But it's really interesting who they leave out. Cena, of course. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of inclusions in this book. If you just want a brief kind of uh, look through... It is interesting. There are some factoids in there. Some of them I knew, some of them I didn't know uh, to check out. D'Lo Brown is in it, but not other people. So if you want to get like a quick little, you know, quick look at some current and past WWE superstars, it's there. I always just find it interesting the people that they leave out and kind of edit out of WWE history. Even Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's in it. Oh, and Neville is in it. Yeah, I said that. So, um, yeah. That is my take on WWE Ultimate Superstar Guide, courtesy of the great folks at DK Publishing. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this episode of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. I do apologize for this voice of mine. I know you're saying, well, Russ, why didn't you wait till you got better? Time waits for no man, and it don't wait for me. And I, would, I did promise I'd get these reviews out. <laughs> at a certain time so that is the way it goes i'm hoping by next show knock wood i'll be better i'm hopefully gonna be getting the chest x-ray done and a physical and we'll find out 
what is wrong with yours truly. I'm thinking I got walking pneumonia. It's very possible. As always, you can get in touch with me with a number of ways. You can always check me out on Twitter. I'm at Rambling Russ, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back. I appreciate all the likes and retweets and favorites I get on Twitter. Thank you, random people, for doing that. I do appreciate it. I hope that when you like my show, <coughs> you do check it out. Of course, you can check it out right here on Talk Show Network. I'm show 18411. That is my home right here on Talk Show. I have over uh, many years of um, podcasting goodness to check out from 2013 to present day. Now, of course, all my older episodes you can check out at my old website, http full colon backslash ramblingrust.libsyn.com. That's where I have all my older shows from 2006 or up to 2013 before I switched over. Lots of older episodes, reviews, podcast, convention coverage, lots of celebrity guests, all on that very show. And of course, you can check out my older shows in iTunes as well under podcasts. Just took for my show. There, and I do have a Facebook page, just type of Rambled Russell on Facebook. I know I've been slacky on it. One of these days, I'll get better, but check that out there. So you can find me on social media. Coming up on the next episode of the show, maybe next week, maybe not. Depends on my voice. We shall see. Lots of things I'm working on. I'm getting my way through the ninth season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, starring Larry David, courtesy of HBO, as well as I got a copy of Justice League on Blu-ray, courtesy of Warner Brothers as well as Blue Planet 2 on Blu-ray, courtesy of BBC, as well as you'll have my review soon of Cold Black, Code Black Season 2, and possibly in the future, Roland J. Israel Esquire on Blu-ray, Marshall, and maybe same kind of different as me. It's all possibly coming up in future episodes of the show. Well, that is it for me. My voice is just about done. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time right here on Ramble with Russell. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.